Boys, how you doing? Great. Great, man. How are you doing? Uh, got a hurricane behind me, but that's not the emergency that we've got going on. So we're going to start the podcast right now. Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. Dee Dee here in Orlando, scared. And Dan's in Pittsburgh. Chris is in, I don't know where Chris is. Doesn't seem like Chris has the same weather as Dan. So I don't really know if Chris lives in West Virginia or Ohio or where you live. I'll send you my coordinates. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Well, anyways, Dan, tell everybody where they can find the brunch breakdown before we get into this emergency. And we are getting a business. I love it. The three amigos are back and we're just getting straight to it. Let's go. Full table, <laughs> full reservation. Uh, you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Hit subscribe on every single one of those, any one of those, uh, every new episodes to you every Thursday morning. They're there on your mobile device, your computer, wherever you find them. They're coming right to you. Don't wait for the links. Hit subscribe every Thursday morning. Of course, our full video episodes. We've got some delightful videos to show you here today is where we're getting started. Uh, The full video episodes are available also every Thursday morning. That's 9 a.m. Pacific time, noon Eastern, both on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. Speaking of Facebook and every other social media platform known to man, we're also there at Brunch Breakdown, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, everywhere the kids are, we're there. That shouldn't say that anymore. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I should start writing these things down. Uh, Let's start the episode over, Dan. Damn it. See, this is what happens when I don't have any intro and I have to dive into business. (laughs) He wasn't Uh, ready. wasn't ready (laughs) lastly our playlist called the sounds of brunch is available every friday that's available on spotify just follow that we we send that link out every week as well it gets updated so now it's all you Didi. good luck hey the positive thing is we're only like three minutes into this and we already came up with another t-shirt although i don't know i don't know who would buy this t-shirt limited edition limited edition from subway we just have to attribute the quote it should be like we are where the kids are dan canop that's what it is i don't know if i like that but it's dan dot march what are you gonna do um Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this podcast has started really weird, but, uh, apparently, but you know, the storms around us and what Dan just said, aren't the emergency here. The emergency that we have to talk about right now, right now is that juvenile remix back that thing up. And it's now called vax that thing up. This is a real thing. Chris play this damn thing. Girl, you look good, won't you vax that thing up? Use a handsome young brother, won't you vax that thing up? They in real life, you need to vax that thing up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thing up. Girl, you look good, won't you vax that thing up? Use a decent looking brother, won't you vax that thing up? Hang it for sleep, you need to vax that thing up. Herd immunity, won't you vax that thing up? If you wanna get sticky and hot, go, 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 get the shot. If you wanna smash some dude named Scott, go, 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 get the shot. Go, get the shot. Go, go, get the shot. BLK says go, get the shot. You want to smash with Scott, smash, smash with Scott. BLK says go, get the shot. (laughs) Okay, I think the people have seen enough. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you can find this a dating site called uh, BLK. They obviously paid juvenile solid amount of money to do this. And that's where we're at, people, in 2021 vex that thing up so you can uh what's it so you can smash a guy named scott yeah 
you ever th- like you never think growing up and kids listen if you're if you're listening to the brunch breakdown today and you're you know between the ages of 14 and 24 i want you to think about some of your favorite songs your favorite artists right now and appreciate them because you never know what they're going to be doing 10 to 15 years into the future and i promise you that what we just looked at is never something that I could have comprehended. And it's really quite frankly disappointing. And it ruins the legacy of juvenile for me. I mean, I appreciate the message, but there's other ways. There's other ways to communicate it. Just picture 60, 70, whatever it is, years from now, the Olivia Rodrigo remix, uh, Good For You, is actually referring to the vaccine, that the vaccine is good for you. And that's (laughs) really where... Where we where it is for us right now and what this what this means an iconic song for us growing up it's still an amazing song and here we are it's now vax that thing up and it's it's a whole lot of something but it's mostly wonderful so this is a song that's a wedding staple it's on every wedding playlist ever ever anywhere and Dan you have a wedding coming up in a year are we playing vax that thing up or back that thing up ooh. Why do you throw a Twitter poll out there? What do the people want to hear? <laughs> Either one. Either one. Like, I saw this and I, of course, I thought the same thing as you guys thought. Like, I, I, you just don't know what your favorite artists are going to be doing. And, you know, however, you know, however long after their, you know, biggest hit. But man, this one just made me think one thing. I was like, I wonder how much money Juvenile got paid. Because if the number's too low, I need to know. Like, yeah. if, if the number's <laughs> just right, if the number's too low, I'm going to be really upset. But it's okay. If you got paid a lot, okay, we're good. But, like, there's a certain number here. Like, if I find out that Juvenile and Manny Fresh did this for, like, 20 grand a piece, I'm going to have a problem with it. <laughs> it's like a, you know, full two-minute song. It's not just a chorus. It's not a quick TV commercial. It's I encourage everybody to go find the video. I'm sure we'll tweet it out. But find listen to the whole thing. Then listen to it again. Listen to the lyrics. The hashtags at the end are wonderful. I mean, this is absolutely brilliant. This thing's going viral. It's taken off. And this is exactly, they're getting exactly what they paid for. Whether it was a little or a lot, they're getting exactly what they want. I I got nothing. I love it. I got got nothing. I I love it so much. And also, this had to happen because, like, people still aren't getting vaccinated. So, you know, we've been saying a lot on this podcast, everybody's getting vaccinated. Yeah, that's not the case, guys. It's not the case. Right. <laughs> not the case. It still needed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. You know what though? I, I speaking of doing polls, I I want to know. I want to know who today decided, you know what? I will get the vaccine. Thank you, Juvenile, for convincing me. If if that's you, I need to know who you are. That's what I need to know. I wish that's what was, you know, they had the encourage you to download the app once you get the vaccine to track any symptoms, whether or not you have them. So then they have just those figures for the, the mass numbers. I wish there was a question on there, like what encouraged you to get the vaccine? And it has all the incentives. It's uh, the Talladega, you know, incentive down in Alabama. It's the shot in a beer one in Boston, whatever it is. Or if it's juveniles remix, it pushed me over the edge. That's why I'm here today. That <laughs> should be on the app. We need uh, those figures. We need those numbers. <laughs> And well, see now speaking of that, I just, all right. So we need people to do this in every genre now. 
So we need um, Garth Brooks to do like, I got friends in low places, but with putting backs in there somehow. I'll tell you what, that's probably the genre to go for first without calling out <laughs> certain areas of the country. I think country's huge, country's huge. So country artists out there, be the one who's going to be, he's going to be step up. Garth, Garth would be a home run. He'd be a home run, right? Yeah. Cause like you could get your vax anywhere. So like it, low places works. Like you could literally get it anywhere now. So like Garth, juvenile did it. We need you. <laughs> I can't <even> say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Instead of uh, save a horse, ride a cowboy. It's save a country, take a shot, you know, or get a vax, save a country, get a vax. Get those boys back together. Let's go. We'll call it game I, day. <laughs> I knew. I knew. A little vax with your vax vax. A little. <laughs> I knew at some point during this, the history of this podcast, Dan wouldn't start writing country music. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Juvenile. We did it. We made it. <laughs> well, yeah, if you haven't uh, seen Vax That Thing Up, please, um, yeah, go check it out. You will have fun. And if you haven't been vaccinated, maybe it'll give you what you need. I don't know. No idea. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, what we're talking about today on the show, because we had to get to that brunch emergency. We're going to be talking name, image, and likeness in the NCAA. It's going on right now, and we're going to talk about that in a bunch of different ways. Joey Chestnut's dominance and something new going on in the, uh, in the new competitive eating, drinking space. Also, we're going to talk about what uh, reality show that we would like to host because of uh, Chris Harrison stepping down from The Bachelor. But boys... Let's get it started, like we always do, with Brews Day. And I'm going to start first because I'm not drinking again because I'm in the middle of a work day. So uh, coffee for me. It's brewed, but, you know, it's coffee. It's boring. That's very true. It you is brewed. You get, a, you get a medium roast there, dark roast. Yeah. You get a, well, it's the breakfast, but it's, you know, it's, it's the hotel it's, coffee. It literally, yeah, it's the coffee maker in my hotel room. Like, Walk us through ooh. your palate. Tell us, tell, us, <laughs> yeah. tell us what you're getting. <laughs> breakfast blend. That's what I got. You need to carry that. Uh, what's that Hawaiian blend mm. that you used to hazelnut, whatever that is? Oh That's the stuff right there. Dom Francisco's uh, Hawaiian hazelnut. Oh my God. Oh. Incredible. It's so good. Like, if you're ever feeling a little, you know, you're going through the aisle, you see something, and you're like, you know what? I want to spice up my coffee game a little bit. Dom Francisco's. And they come in K cups too. So I know you guys are fans of the Keurigs. So there you go. I just got a ninja, so I'm not using K cups anymore. Have you guys Smart. used the ninja? Dude, that's my coffee maker. I, this, I'm He's on my second ninja. ninja. We had one for four years and we just bought another one. I love that coffee maker. It's pretty legit. It like it, there's a learning curve like when yeah. you're so used to just putting the K cup in, but like now, like it's pretty dope that you can set it up the night before the timer and then it's just ready in the morning. And I don't know, something about water going through the coffee grounds especially like an, for you it's an who experience, likes experience you know the timer is probably important for you chris because you don't like a hot cup of coffee you, you need it a little <laughs> a couple degrees low right if you do that you don't have to rely on the ice cube am i right uh true yeah that is that is true yes that's correct yeah. uh, because I, I don't put anything in my coffee but i want to drink it immediately so like if you put the cream in it helps bring the temperature down a little bit you stir it that helps bring the temperature down i drink it black okay but I want it now. So right. <laughs> sometimes you got to adjust it. Uh, I think like if you could list the top five things that Dan hates the most about me, that would be in the top five is that I put Easy. ice cubes 
when if we're if we're going on a trip and we stop at a Starbucks, Dan knows I'm going to ask them for an additional cup of ice cubes to cool down my coffee, and his face gets so red, he gets so mad because hey. yeah, it's a disgrace. <laughs> well, since we're talking about things that Chris does on trips that we hate, let's go down the top ten. <laughs> right. <laughs> Number one, you guys Chris, have been... number one, Chris is a car farter, by the way. Like, yeah. And, and part of that is number two, he orders <laughs> onions on his sandwiches in cars, which smell up the vehicle and then the farts follow. So that's number two. <laughs> you guys would be happy to know I don't eat onions anymore. Okay. So let's go for a car ride together. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason I thought about that is because the thing that always like freaks me out with you and it's like it bugs me and it freaks me out is that you always take the lid off the coffee because you want it to be cooled down and that just yeah. freaks me out like you will drive with coffee just open dangerous and that listen especially because at a place like at a place like starbucks they're like do you need any room for cream or sugar and by the time they even finish answering that asking that question chris is like no and so they're like we're filling you up to the top and so you open that thing and <laughs> You don't even need a minor earthquake. You just need someone to bump into the car and you're wearing half of it. And now you need a big ice cube for your arm because you scolded it. Listen, he does it I though. Li- Every I time life, I live scary. life on the edge and I'm still here able to talk about it. So take a chance every now and then start with your coffee. <laughs> Incredible. Chris, what are you sipping on, man? Bruce day. That went somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know. Who would have thought that Dee Dee drinking a coffee would turn into the top 10 things we hate the most about Chris? Didn't think we were going to get there. On road trips. Um, I, road trips. I don't care what you do by yourself. It's when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> so I am bringing back a repeat on the show today uh, because I actually have a hockey game later tonight. And despite the fact that they call it beer league, you're supposed to have the beer after the game, not before the game and skate around all tipsy. So I'm bringing back the Crushworthy from Great Lakes Brewing. This was uh, the number one pick of the low-calorie beers that I tried Mm. before. And I think the ABV is like, yeah, it's 4%. So we can have this, wait a couple hours, play a hockey game, and not be a threat to my own health or those around me skating with blades on their feet on a big giant sheet of ice. So Crushworthy today is what I'm drinking. Nice. Very nice. Well, uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the board here this week, bringing back an old favorite brewery of mine, Abjuration Brewing Company, out of McKees Rocks, PA, the wonderful little town of McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. Um, This is a vanilla cookie milkshake ale. And I'll be honest with you, boys. This is easily one of the top maybe Fifteen beers I've ever had in my life, maybe twenty, fifteen oh. to twenty. It is a super big vanilla cookie punch in the mouth. If you like <laughs> vanilla wafers or any type of vanilla cookie, as you can see based on the the picture there, there's so much vanilla in here, and it's wonderful. It's it's sweet. It really does taste just like a cookie. This brewery is fantastic at making these crazy flavors really come through and just take over your palate. And I, 
I love this beer. It's not, it's not super heavy. 5.9 AV, AVB. Um, it's a milkshake ale, but again, I wouldn't necessarily call it creamy or anything like that, but it's wonderful. It's delicious. The vanilla cookie milkshake ale volume 1.1. You notice that on there as well. They do change up their recipes every time they release something they've done before. They typically change the recipe. So 1.1, 1.2, get into the 2.0s, but abjuration shouts to you. This is wonderful. Wow. What is, I was like, what is that even? I, like, I know you just told us, but like, I'm trying in my mouth trying to figure out what that tastes like. It's, yeah, it's hard to describe. Um, I guess the closest thing I could say, because it doesn't taste like beer whatsoever, whatsoever. No hops, no dryness, n- nothing. It's like a vanilla latte souped up on vanilla. A little less latte, a little more vanilla. But that's probably the closest thing I could I could compare to it. It's it's sweet, but not overly sweet. It's oh, it's wonderful. It's so good. I'll try to I'll try to save you guys one. Try to have a swig of this. It's really good. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, uh, let's get in, get it off our chests. Random topics all going through our minds. And we haven't done this, all three of us, in a while. And I'm happy about it. Chris, get it off your chest. Uh, okay, I uh, want to talk to you guys about tennis. And not so much. For that. <laughs> wow. Not so much. You know we're recording? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, Wimbledon is happening right now. Uh, and as I do, when I'm lifting weights, I watch whatever is on ESPN and they're only playing tennis. So, uh, I don't really have a problem with the sport of tennis. I don't really have an interest in the sport of tennis. So it's just whatever to me, but I do have a big problem with the, the ball boys and ball girls that are at the tennis matches. Um, and maybe I shouldn't direct my anger or frustration at them. I should maybe direct it at the people that instruct them on how to conduct themselves during a match, because uh, these boys and girls, men and women look like they are on crack. It is ridiculous. Like watch a tennis match, just watch one for five minutes and preferably watch the one that's at like center court. Right. Uh, The, the, the way that they sprint around, the what the tennis court is absolutely ridiculous the way they roll the balls to each other is not a natural way that anybody would ever roll a tennis ball to another person the way they hold the balls like this to indicate that they have one is not the way that a normal human being would ever indicate that hey do you need a tennis ball i've got one they they are the ones that are by the net are in a constant stance of like an Olympic sprinter when like nobody needs them to sprint to get the ball that fast and get out of the way. These, these people are running around the court so fast looking like crazy people. And then like they do all their stuff, they're done. And then we still wait like 20 seconds for the players to get ready to hit the ball again. It's, it's a distraction. I don't like it. Uh, That's pretty much it. I just don't like it. Fine with the sport of tennis, but th- we need to, there's no, it's just unnecessary. It's just too much. It's extra is what it is. It's extra. And I don't like it. 
Like tennis isn't a fast sport, but I don't know if I'd call it a slow sport where it needs, like we need to get moving quicker. Like this should be happening in baseball. Like if the foul ball rolls down the first baseline, the bat boy or bat girl isn't running down the baseball to get it off the field. Or when the umpire needs another ball, they're not like, I want for you right here. Blue right here. (laughs) You know, there's no speed there in a sport that needs that it's not taking place, but tennis. Yeah, sure. Turn it up. Let's go. Weird. I don't get it. That's super. See, yeah, that's super funny. I never thought about it that way that like, they don't need to run around. Like they do. Like no (laughs) one's, no one's not like not going to see the ball on the court. You know what I mean? Like no one's like, people are going to see it. So like, you can go grab it. You don't have to like run to it. You yeah. know, like, I don't think anyone's just going to be, oh man, Serena Williams just tore her ACL because she slipped on a ball. Like, I think <laughs> she's going to see it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. They, they get the players, the ball. And then like, I was watching Federer today and like, so he gets the ball and then they're all scurrying around. They get back to their spots and then he's like bouncing it, bounces it with his tennis racket, gets into place and then serves it. There was no need for this frantic craziness. And there's like 75 of them surrounding the court. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I respect tennis players. They're very athletic, but we need to, we need to fix that aspect of tennis. tennis Thank you. Tennis. Thank you for diving into this very serious topic with me today. Of course. Tennis Beautiful. is in some trouble. Superstars are at the end of their careers. Tennis yeah. is in some trouble. Better yeah. loss today to some guy I've never heard yeah. of. Naomi's the only hope right now. Tennis yeah. is in some trouble. I can't believe what we're talking about this, but it's been a, it's been a weird <laughs> episode. Some young so stars in tennis. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, since we're on the topic of tennis, I was thinking about this yesterday because I was watching doubles because Coco Goff was in the doubles. So I'm watching. And you and... guys, <laughs> you guys need to find a remote. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was watching and, and I was like, and all I could think about was when you're playing doubles, as a regular person, not a tennis pro, like, do you hit your partner with the serve a lot? Because all I could think about was like, because they have this camera where it's like right there, you know what I mean? I saw, and you yeah. see the ball just whiz over their head. And I'm like, if you're a regular tennis player, do you just hit your partner all the time? Like, I don't know. I've never played tennis, like ever have played tennis other than just like being in gym class with a racket. I've never like played a game of no idea. It's got to happen, right? Yeah, I'm sure it happens. I took tennis lessons as a kid for like a really short period of time. And I remember playing doubles. I don't ever remember serving and hitting the person in front of me, but like, yeah, because you're on the one end and your teammate is in front of you to the left, but then you like need to serve to the left. And I saw that camera you're talking about. And for one of the duos that was playing, like the woman in front actually crouched down. Yeah. So like maybe Jeez. that's a thing so that they don't get hit. You just have to like get, find a way to get out of the way when it starts. I don't know. I have no idea, but that's what I was thinking about since we're talking tennis. This is the tennis breakdown. Talking tennis. Yeah. Talking tennis. What's going on? <laughs> Dan, get it off your chest, which I feel um, like you're about to. We're talking tennis. Yeah. Dan yeah, just changed it. He's pissed at us and he wants to talk Yeah. About I want to talk about the get it off your chest segment from this week. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what I am going to talk about is scary movies. Going to talk scary movies this week, uh, a summertime favorite. <laughs> um, recently watched the conjuring, the latest conjuring movie, uh, the devil made me do it. And 
scary movies and horror movies and things like that, they're all still coming out. I don't mean like the M night Shyamalan ones. Okay. I mean like ones like the conjuring, they're just, they're not scary. They're exhausting. And I'm exhausted. I was exhausted after watching this movie physically, mentally exhausted. Uh, Chris, I know I can speak for both of us here. When we say we, we grew up watching the classics. Uh, we've got a, a dear friend, CJ, who who loves him some horror movies, scary movies, and we watched the classics all the time. Mm-hmm. Talking Freddy, talking Jason, Michael Myers, Sleepaway Camp, little deep cuts there as well. <laughs> yeah. this, that's good stuff, okay? We always enjoyed that, and there's like 18 iterations of every single one of those. I'm not sure if everybody knows that. Nightmare on Elm Street, 54. Like, they just keep coming. <laughs> um, they're not all great, but they're good. They're entertaining. Nowadays, and I don't know if it's just me or the movies or a combination of it, they're just, they're not enjoyable for me. Um, And yeah, I don't know if the movies are bad. The plots are fine. The plot of this movie was fine. It wasn't boring. It's based on true events, using air quotes very dramatically with that, (laughs) you know? Um, I, I just find myself exhausted after a scary movie, not scared exhausted and i just need to do something enjoyable afterwards like after it was over my fiance shannon wanted to watch it told her to watch it with her she knew i didn't want to did it anyways and afterwards i'm like well now we gotta watch seinfeld because i just i'm just like not pleased i'm just not pleased it ends well but i'm just not pleased i'm exhausted and i need some joy in my life so that i I think that's where it's come for me with just scary movies in general is that i don't need adrenaline pumping while I'm relaxing, watching a movie or a TV show, if my heart's pump beating faster, I want it's because I can't stop laughing and not because I want to be scared or anything like that. So that's where I am with scary movies. No more. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you, man. I've, right. <laughs> I, I've said this a number of times to a number of different people, but like scary movies for me, I don't want to spend my time having a bad time. Right. <laughs> I don't yes. want to do that. I yes. don't want to do that. Uh, those, like you said, those classics that we watched growing up. So our buddy Chuck C. Ch- Chuck C. J. Um, he he made them fun because he, he like helped us laugh at them because, like you said, they yes. were kind of funny. They were kind of corny. Yes. Um, the ones nowadays are like literally trying to horrify you, which I suppose is why the genre is called horror, but. <laughs> Not for me. Like scaled back on the demonization of everything and like people's like next twisting and like give us the classics again. Give yeah, give me a little humor in there. I'll be fine with something like that. Yeah, I'm. I completely agree with you guys. Like I'm like I feel like part of the reason I married my wife is because she does not like watching scary movies, and I'm like cool. (laughs) Yeah, don't feel like watching those, and I don't have to watch them ever because if you you know if you're with somebody who likes them, you got to watch them. You know. But like, I'm like, uh, I, I just don't like doing that. I rather watch some, I rather make fun of like some stupid hour and a half rom-com on Netflix that stars like Christina <laughs> Milian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm well. glad you boys are with me there. <laughs> there's a, there's a quote from Aaron in the office uh, when she's dating Gabe um, and Gabe keeps making her watch scary movies. And right. she says something to the effect of, 
I really like the first 10 minutes when everybody's life is perfect and they're happy. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel. That's about as far as I get with, with, with horror movies. The minute you see like, oh, it's starting to turn, then we can turn it off. Yeah. And like, I'm just constantly embracing for that, like surprise. Like you can't surprise me anymore in a scary movie because I'm like always ready for it when you least expect it. And like now when you like actually least expect it, I'm, I'm just ready. I'm just in ready mode the whole time. Like you're not going to get me spooked. So yeah, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. That's pretty great. Like I know what you did last summer is pretty good until they start getting scared. Cause it's just like Jennifer love you. It just like, you know, being cute. I think Gabrielle Union's in that too, or somebody like that. Like, yeah, it's just like good looking cast. They're just hanging out, you know, and then shit happens. But like, I like, I I want the movie before all the bad stuff happens. Yeah. Yes. Prequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I want to know what you did the summer before last. Yeah. When everything was great and you guys probably went to fun parties and there was like high school drama. Show me that movie. That's the movie we need. Okay. That's the one we need. I know what you did the summer before last. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, All right, boys. I'm going to get this off of my chest. Um, So my Instagram recently, I've been posting a bunch of stuff that I've been doing because a lot of the work that I've been doing and missing this podcast for is uh, because of all the stuff that's all of a sudden just like happening all at the same time. So it's like really exciting. It's cool. And a lot of people have said to me in messages like, oh man, you're doing so well. It's like, dude, how are you killing it? And I'm like, dude, listen, I'm constantly going on auditions or doing self-tape auditions all the freaking time. And they're really, really annoying, right? Because I found this out that my camera was like slightly crooked. So I was like sending in self-tapes with like the background was like this, but like I was like slightly tilted. It just all messed up, realized (laughs) that. So like, that's one thing that really sucks. Also, let's talk about the time that I was a fitness model for six hours, all right? I booked this (laughs) shoot with, Beachbody has this bike coming out called Mix, or it's out right now, but now Beachbody's about to take over. So I, I auditioned for this job because they said they need like regular people who ride their like exercise bike. And I was like, whatever, I can do that. So these people liked me when I did the audition. And then I go to this shoot and it's the most crazy cameras I've ever seen. Everything's set up nuts. And I'm there and I'm like, oh, all right, this is wild. Well, this is gonna be cool. And then walks in this girl who, if you built a fitness model in a lab, it's this girl. Her name's Nicole. She's super nice. She's amazing. Like, like, she's great. But like, literally, I was like, why am I here? So I'm already like in my head. I'm like, this makes no sense. You said you wanted regular people. That's why I thought you needed me, right? Okay. So then they're like putting me in all these clothes and they're like, ah, that looks too tight. Oh no, you have chest hair. We got to shave your chest hair. Oh no. Like these, uh, I think those shorts are like too baggy. So I'm in my head because everything they're changing on me is obviously because they had a look of what they wanted and I was not it. Okay. So, (laughs) so I do, so I'm on the bike and this is supposed to be a two day shoot, mind you, right? Two days supposed to be like 12 hours each. And it was like really good money. So I was like really excited about it. And I'm on the bike and they're like, and I hear someone say, Oh my God, he's sweating. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst shit ever. And I'm like, I literally like in my head and they're just like, all right, show emotion. They start playing music and I'm like trying to get into it. And I do this stuff and I felt like it was over really quick. And cause it was, cause they obviously were like, all right, we can't do this with this guy. And so I go upstairs, I like eat lunch or whatever. And then this guy comes up to me and goes, Hey Daniel, can I see you outside? And he's like, we're going to go in a different direction. I think. You're still going to get paid for two days, but like, I, uh, 
we're going to go in a different direction. I was like, why? And he's like, you know, just didn't work out. It's like, okay. So I had to like pull my bag down. I like basically ran out of there. And I was like, oh man, that was so embarrassing. I'm talking to Siobhan. She's like, are you still getting paid? I was like, yes. He was like, well, who cares? And I was like, I know, but like, it was mad embarrassing. So I'm just letting you know. Right. A lot of work goes into the stuff you see that I'm doing right now. But that was my day as being a fitness model, which I'm not. And there you go. So it's not always the, it's it's not all the good stuff that you're sharing. There's the the, the no. behind the scenes no. stuff that doesn't go well that you can only get here on the brunch breakdown. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. wow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> My day as a fitness model did not go well. I think it's okay that you're not a fitness model, Dee Dee. I think yeah. you're a superhero dad, right? Yeah. I'm a superhero dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's your role. I think it's yes. much more appropriate. I think it's much more appropriate. I don't think anybody should want to be a fitness model if I'm being completely honest with you because like you gotta go through stuff like that all the time. Yes. Yeah. The- and I did think about you when I've done this and I did something else recently, but I'm not gonna say what that was. Um, <laughs> everything's fake. <laughs> It's like the person you see, like, I don't ride that bike. Like that person doesn't ride that bike. <laughs> this person doesn't do this with this thing. They're just like, we're casting it. So yeah, just, you know, I thought That's about the fitness you. industry, man. It's so if weird. Somebody tells you to buy a supplement. They probably don't take that supplement. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. <laughs> super weird. Oh, well, anyways, boys, before before okay. we dive into the main course, before. sorry, I wanted to, to jump in here that, I didn't want to let this slip by another week because we've, we've discussed it maybe the past three, four weeks on this show that our good friend uh, over at the Legend Status Podcast has been clamoring for us to join him on what he'd like to call a Midsummer's Brew collaboration spelled similar to Midsummer's Dream or something like that. Summer Night's Dream. Some, some, there it is. So it's spelled weird. S-O-M, whatever. doesn't really matter. But the the tweets that we're getting and the hashtags that are going along with it uh, are just a little strange, but we, we certainly understand. And we, we're a little lukewarm on the idea. I think we've kind of gone back and forth. So it's not really our thing. Beer, discussing craft beer. We don't do that well on this show, clearly, today. Um, <laughs> uh, but... For those that haven't been able to catch it yet, he he invited me on his most recent episode. It was episode 22, and I'm Steel City Dan 22. So he said, I got to have you on. A couple of minutes. We'll do 22 questions. Knock it out. Cool. Whatever. Whatever. So I got on there, and of course, his 22nd question without me knowing was, I need an answer on the Midsummer's Brew with the brunch breakdown. And I was like, you bitch. This is not what you invited me on this show for. Um Anyways, uh, we did discuss it as a group, and we accepted his offer. We accepted his offer for a collaboration episode, the Legend Status Podcast, and the Brunch Breakout Breakdown, talking all thing, all things beer, best beers for summer, best beers we've had this year, et cetera, et cetera. So, offer formally accepted. Wanted to provide the update on that. So, more details to come on that very soon. Probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll uh, we'll mix it up, mash it up with that dude over there at the legend status podcast, check him out episodes every Tuesday. I episode 22 is wonderful. The rest of them, you don't have to listen to, but that one's wonderful. Check it out. Um, but, but wanted to, before we dove into the main course here today, wanted to at least give our formal response to our listeners. And one question he did ask me was, what do we call 
our fans? He says, you can't call them the brunchies because that's the award show. So what are our fans and our listeners called? I didn't have an answer for them. Whenever we get some of those, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer. Great answer. <laughs> stand by. Stand, for, stand by for that answer. Yeah. Well, let's get into the main course. Uh, the NCAA um, did something cool um, and solved half their problems. <laughs> players can now profit off their name, image, and likeness. So, and uh, some players did it at, at midnight. And we're not just talking like football, basketball players. Like there are girls volleyball players that are profiting. And uh, what did you guys think when this went down? Name, image, and likeness. Name, image, and likeness starting. You know, I, I mean, I think it's, it, it makes sense. I, I, I think like the next few years might be kind of weird while like we figure out how it's all going to work, but like, I don't know if any other college student can do that. I don't see why athletes shouldn't be able to either. Just, I mean, they have, they have bigger platforms than, than anybody else at the university, like the, the starting quarterback on the football team has a bigger profile than any of the faculty at the university. You know what I mean? So I'm like, he should probably get the opportunity to hold a passing camp and, and make some money off of it. And I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. This is a, a super weird area because like I'm against college athletes getting paid to play. I am. I, I've never really been for that, but this like by, is different. by the university, by the university, right. Or by the NCAA. Um, there's less than 20 athletic departments that actually make a profit less than 20 that actually make a profit. Football programs make lots of money, but the athletic departments don't make money. Most of them lose on average $16 million a year, and they just have to keep funding it to allow these other sports to play. Cause if you start to pay athletes, then you're going to have, two to three sports, football, men's basketball, maybe one other. And I never want to see that day, but this is completely different. So, and I'm, I'm in favor of this for that very reason that they use these athletes who are superstars at their university, in their towns, even in their state and for them to not be able to benefit. And there's so many, so many rules about what they can and can't do promotion wise it's very very difficult and so this allows them way more freedom it allows them to get paid they're not getting paid by the university they're not getting paid by the ncaa they handle their own deals i think there are some restrictions right on the school and the state can like i'll say you're allowed to be affiliated with this or not with this like you can't you can't team up with Marlboro and all of a sudden be on wacky tobacco commercials and things yeah. like that. There are certain restrictions like that. Right. Um, and you can't use your school's logo when you're promotion, promoting something as well on your own, but you can have your own merch. You can hold a camp just like you said there, Chris, there's a lot of things that were so hard for these athletes to be able to do generally, even not getting paid. They weren't allowed to just do them at all. And now they can do them. Now they get compensated properly for them. So it's been a long time coming. And this is, this is a landmark, landmark thing. I think there's still some muddy gray areas to figure out. And like you said, Chris, the next couple of years could be strange. 
Uh, but hopefully this stays inside the lines as much as possible and it's good for everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. I mean, I think athletes should get paid, but that's a whole different conversation and whatnot. But like, I am really excited to find out what like the third string offensive lineman is going to do. <laughs> because those are the people that I find to be the most fascinating in this whole thing. Because of course, like whoever the Heisman hopefuls are, like if... <laughs> if you aren't going to like every TV station and radio station and saying, I want to do this for a hundred thousand dollars, I'll do your TV show for a hundred thousand dollars and call it the, I'm the Heisman hopeful show. Like you're an idiot. Like go do that. Like right now. Cause that's what it, and people will pay that 1000%. So like, that's what they should do. But like, I want to know, like if can an offensive lineman go on only fans, right. <laughs> and literally just talk to like, like West Virginia offensive linemen talking to West Virginia fans. People will pay that. Get a cameo. I mean, but no, because the, the thing with OnlyFans, it's like you have, like, you can, like, literally, like, make certain videos for them. There's, like, live chatting and stuff like that. And, like, because people, people do this stuff with, like, porn stars or whatever. But football fans will do this with football players. <laughs> and they I will. think a third-string offensive lineman for Alabama – could make bank because I think people will want to talk to him. It's going to be wild. You're not wrong. Probably. You're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, so like, here's how I think it's going to work out. And I think a lot, a lot of people are obviously going to get annoyed by this whole thing over the next few years, because I think like right now, every college athlete that books a deal, it's turning into a headline. So all you're going to hear about over the next one to two to three years is, every single deal that every athlete books. So you're going to hear about that third string offensive lineman from Alabama and how much money he made on OnlyFans. And eventually it's going to become the norm. And you're going to hear probably only about like the, the Tua's and the Joe Burrows who are going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars as college athletes. And I think they're really going to be like the, the outliers a lot of guys are going to be able to make some money. They should, and they will. Um, and there's going to be like a handful of those outliers that are going to make bank. Um, but I think like right now I see this already annoying people. Cause like I saw some deal came out that Miami um, university of Miami's team, uh, some, some fitness center or, or something like that in, in Miami or in South Florida uh, paid $500,000 um, which is like $6,000 for each member of the football team to do promotion for their fitness center or gym or whatever it is. So like each one of those players made $6,000. So we're talking about how each one of those players is making $6,000. But if you look at it, if we like step back in five years, if an athlete makes $6,000 for something, people probably aren't going to care because it's going to become the norm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's really going to be like, no, Joe Burrow booked like a $250,000 commercial with Powerade or something like that. Yeah. And what I'm, I love what that. I'm intrigued about is how this changes the landscape for these sports in terms of recruiting, because it's not tied to recruiting, but it's certainly going to be tied yeah. to recruiting about where these kids can end up deciding to go uh, more so in like the, the local business side, or then you have like big businesses, you know, we know that Nike and Oregon are tied together, but what about other schools that have those affiliations where you've got 
businesses getting into the ear of the kids say, Hey, if you decide to go here, this is what we're going to be able to pay you. And I just hope that doesn't mean the rich keep getting richer. Uh, you, you'll still have those other local businesses in major markets, which in college, when I say major markets in college, that's a completely different thing, right? I'm not talking about major Lincoln, Nebraska, well, yeah, Tuscaloosa, Morgantown. Alabama, yeah, right? Like so, Morgantown's like Morgantown's a major market in college football, right? So, like, how that changes that for those little college towns versus major metropolitan cities and the businesses that are there. I hope we don't just see this cream continuing to just rise from the top. And we really do have that separation power five. It gets even worse um, from the other conferences. That's a fear that I have, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe it could even balance it the other way where it's like, Hey, come here. You are the girl, the guy, you're going to get all of the dollars are funneled toward you. You're going to be the face of everything for this university and every business with within it that maybe that'll help balance it. But that's what's intriguing to me the most is how it changes that landscape of recruiting. Yeah, my, my, my if I had to guess, I would guess that the rich get richer. Um, I do kind of wonder though, because like, okay, let's all be honest with each other here. Like Teams in the SEC are paying players. Teams in the Big Ten are paying players. That you just don't know about it because they're doing it quietly. Yeah. Um, so I do wonder if there may be some opportunities, like Dan said, where it's like, well, now like we can kind of legally set that up for these players. We're not we're a program that wasn't comfortable with doing that in the past, but maybe now we are able to. Like maybe that'll help. Um, but I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to figure. Yeah. But yeah. Like, you know, like you said, the fitness center, Miami, like, I love that. I hope more people do that. Like, I hope like friggin' Jay-Z just decides to pick a school and just funds that football team or whatever. Cause I think that's cool. I, cause I think the thing about name, image and likeness is like, and I joke about the thirteen offense linemen. It's like those people who are like not starters and are still getting the shit kicked out of them every day aren't really going to be getting any deals. Maybe they do in the, these first couple years because it's funny, like Barstool, I'm sure, is going to have somebody who doesn't play, like, you know, do ads for them or something like that. But, like, it's that's going to stop. And then it's like, you know, the, high, the these players up here are going to get paid and other people won't. And I just think they're all getting the shit kicked out of each other. So, I don't know. I do like, I do like that, though, with the Miami thing. But mm-hmm. also, people who are going to make bank and – uh, that people aren't talking about volleyball players, gymnasts, like, dude, think about like the, yeah, the athletes who already wear skimpy clothes already, like dudes <laughs> and girls I'm talking about, like it, it's going to, this is what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do. I, I find to mo- the most fascinating with this because these college athletes are in peak shape, peak shape. And like, there's a lot of magazines and a lot of online ads, and a lot of things like that. And I'm like, what are you well, like, where's the line going to go? I get it. Like you said, the cigarette thing, but I'm like, you know, the next fight's going to be like the NCAA versus like, I don't know, Playboy or something. I don't know. It's going to be, be something. Edie, the, the, the line that you stand in to become a fitness model is going to get a lot longer here pretty soon when you've got college athletes that you're standing behind. <laughs> That was your one shot, Didi. It's over. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it went so well. Now you're going to be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but I was oh. even thinking about like, there's a lot of college athletes that are about to compete in the Olympics. And like, 
those college mm-hmm. athletes, if they do well in the Olympics, they could make themselves millions of dollars, right? Like it's a big opportunity for everybody competing in the Olympics now. And I think of like Katie Ledecky, it was Katie Ledecky, is that the mm-hmm. swimmer's name? Yeah. Yep. At Stanford, like holy hell, the amount of money she could have made at Stanford after winning all those medals. Yeah. So yeah. there's going to be some success stories in track and track and other sports like that too. For sure. Oh yeah. It's going to be very, it'll be very interesting, but um, something you brought up, Chris, who are some of the players that you can think top of your head who would have made <laughs> a ridiculous amount of money while being a college athlete? Yeah. So uh, the first, the absolute first person that came to mind when this thing was passed was Reggie Bush would have been a multimillionaire. He absolutely <laughs> would have been a multimillionaire being in LA. And I mean, he was already an A-list celebrity when he was there. Matt Leinert might've, might've been the same early two thousands USC Trojans. Um, but like he's, he's the greatest college football player I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I think the amount of deals he could have scored playing college football in LA for the national championship team and winning a Heisman trophy, which by the way, give Reggie his Heisman back. Um, man, he, he would have been, he would have been a multimillionaire guaranteed. I had, I had two come to mind and well, really three come to mind as well. Um, Zion Williamson, yeah. There's there is some money oh, thrown around there probably God. anyways, but Zion Dude, Jay-Z, Jay-Z year. was sitting courtside <laughs> at a pit game because Zion yeah. was there. Did you imagine how much money that dude would have made? Yeah. Holy hell. Zion would have made bank. ESPN um, made a TV show for him. Like yeah. they just so happened to follow Duke basketball the year that he showed up there. They literally made a TV show for him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh the second one was Cam Newton. Now, obviously, there was some maybe money there anyway, so it probably wouldn't have mattered. But the sponsorship deals would have been great. And the third, I consider, had to be, if there's 1A, 1B with Reggie Bush, Chris, the one and only, Tim Tebow. Tebow yeah, would have, made, Tebow would have banked. Yeah, would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. And he would have gave it all to charity. It wouldn't have been fun anymore. <laughs> like, it would have sucked. So, like, that's the thing. Man, <sighs> Tebow would have just, just killed the whole joy out of the whole room. Like, everybody would have making bank on the Florida team. But then there are a lot of interesting characters on those Florida teams. Like, you know who else would have made bank? Yeah. Karen Hernandez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. Yikes. Um, the, you know, the thing that I thought about was like, because I was at WVU when uh, Pat White were there, Steve Slayton and WVU was at its height. And I just thought about like what they could have done around campus. <laughs> like, I'm just like, would Bit Willie's just been called like Pat White's? <laughs> like, yes, yes, it would have. <laughs> just like, are players going to be able just to like, I don't know, put their name, image and likeness on like a, on a restaurant? Like yeah, they're it just would've... going to pay them for their name to be called like Kegler's is a place in Morristown. It's just like, that's just going to be called Slayton's. Like it, it would have been Pat White's Bent Willies. Pat White's <laughs> Kegler's yeah. is what it would have been. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Because they for were just sure. so huge. And like what, you know, and what you guys said about the major market and it's like in Morgantown, it's like, that's the only game in the state. Like yeah. the only game in the whole state. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, they, they, you could make so much money. Like the, you know, there's pharmaceutical companies. Like they would back up the truck for Pat Way. I don't know. Um, another play I thought was Randy Moss would have made an Ooh. insane amount of money at Marshall. 
Yeah. Um, like uh, I thought about Peyton Manning would have made a ton of money at Tennessee because he played for, it felt like Peyton Manning was in college forever. Mm-hmm. Like it felt cause he stayed for, he stayed for four years. So it felt like he was there forever and he was just the guy for so long. And I feel like he would have made bank, but there, there are a lot, there are a lot of those players that just would have made a ton. I feel, I feel yeah. bad for them, especially gotta, the ones that didn't make it. I'm just like, damn, could have made a lot of loot. Right. I got a, I got a couple more. So Pat White was on my list. Uh, I thought about Bo Jackson and I thought like, Ooh, Bo Jackson, if, if he was getting paid in college, it could have been for football or baseball. And like, could that have potentially changed the trajectory of what he ended up doing with his professional Mm. career? Maybe it could have, um, Deion Sanders would have also (laughs) been a multimillionaire. Easy, easy. Uh, Johnny Manziel could have signed those autographs and got paid for them. Even though he yeah, put, he, even though lot. he did. Right. <laughs> um, and then this one might be a little bit off the, the, the beaten path here, but I think you guys are going to enjoy it because um, Mo Bamba played for Texas. <laughs> and Mo Bamba also had a song written after him that's been played over 700 million times on Spotify. Just think of the endorsement deals from Obama. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's a great one. That's 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 a great one. That's huge. Um, I was thinking about like basketball players that like didn't make it. So like on my list, I have like TJ Ford. Remember TJ Ford also played yeah. for Texas. Yeah. Yes, wow. would have made a ridiculous amount of money. He did not make it into the NBA, but mm. man, would he have made an insane amount of money? He was my favorite player, and um. Uh, I think about like Sebastian Telfair, who was supposed to be like oh. the next great <laughs> NBA player, went from straight from high school to the NBA and just did not make it happen. And uh, he would have made so much money before he even did anything. And it's like, ah, uh, big bum skis there. But yeah. Speaking of a guy who had a documentary made <laughs> after him, Sebastian Telfair. So yeah. here's one more thing that I've thought of is because Sebastian Telfair just made me think of this. I wonder, I, I think this may, this probably will lead to college athletes staying in college longer if they're profiting. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we see so many guys like redshirt play two years, they're off to the NFL. Or like college basketball players have to play one year and then they're off to the NBA draft. But like if they're getting compensated well while they're in college, then they don't have to rush to make that jump to make more money. You know what I mean? Like they would obviously make more, but I, I may enjoy that part of it because turnover is already so quick in college sports. You're there three, four years and you're gone. I would love to see guys stay around longer um, just because – I think it brings more interest to the game when like, you know, uh, Tua plays for all four years or Baker Mayfield plays for all four years. So I hope that happens. Yeah. I certainly think that that could have an impact, you know, even if it's a smaller percentage, but you get one major key player to do it and then more end up doing it. And yeah, it may not have a huge dynamic shift in it, but you're going to have more and more players sticking around for that, that fact alone. Um, I think it'll make a, it'll be positive, positive for the, for those college sports for sure. Well, think about it. It's those guys who, um, 
Like if this whole thing goes the way that we all think it's going to go, yeah, it will happen because there's guys that, you know, are great players in college, but like they're six round draft picks. Yeah. But like, if you are, if they, someone tells you you're a fourth, fifth round draft pick when you're, you know, a junior, you might leave. You might just be like, yo, I'm, I'm going to go make money now. But like, if you're already making money, you'll stick around. And like with the mm-hmm. NBA draft, you see a lot of those stories like every year where a player like leaves early and he doesn't get drafted because there's only two rounds in the NBA mm-hmm. draft. And it's like, maybe that, I think that person would stay around if they were already had some money in their pocket and they didn't have to go, you didn't have to choose between, you know, trying to make the Oklahoma city thunder or, you know, or playing international, they just stay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that would work, man. That was good boys. Yeah. Uh, let's get into a couple of things before we get the music. Uh, Joey Chestnut, Dan, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, of course, America's birthday, July 4th, every year, celebrate with little fireworks. And at high noon, we kick off with Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest, typically on Coney Island. It was a little different venue this year, but the goat, the man, the myth, the legend, Joseph Chestnut, going for his 15th title this year and trying to break his world record which he broke last year 75 hot dogs eaten in 10 minutes and you damn right he done it again he went and done it again joey chestnut in front of a crowd of 5,000 people eating 76 hot dogs a new world record beat his second place opponent by 26 it never it was never close you knew it was never going to be close Blew them out of the water. Um, just absolutely impressive. The GOAT of all the sports of all time, all time. Joey Chestnut. What'd you guys, what'd you guys think? Bring back Kobayashi. Let him back. Let him back in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need, he needs a rival. Like this yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. No sport is better when like there's a a player or a team that's unbeatable because then people stop people lose interest the world of competitive eating needs to find a way to get kobayashi back in there the dude is like doing his own eating competitions because he doesn't want to compete and if you haven't watched the 30 for 30 watch it there's a lot of drama and i'm not going to be able to sum it up here let him back let him back in let's make it happen yeah uh i mean joey chestnut it's not even like fun right now you know they try to make it fun they gave him the huge they gave him the huge intro which is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen it's great then he goes out and wins by 20 some hot dogs and you're like he needs a challenger there's got to be someone out there who can do this like america (laughs) someone you can do this Start right now. Eat as many hot dogs as you can and do this. Somebody can. I'm like getting upset. He's kind of, he's almost ruining the competition. He's just, yeah, he's basically going against himself, right? It's whether or not he can break the world record, not even win. He's going to win. When he's winning by that many, he's going to win. But it's whether or not he can break his own world record. And eventually, Joey's not going to eat any more hot dogs in front of people and try to break a record. And when that happens, this thing is going to be so lame. <laughs> uh-huh. So lame because it was, it was Kobayashi for a while. And then you had a 
brief rivalry between the two. And then, like you said, Chris, Kobayashi gone. It's all Joey Chestnut. The ratings are through the roof, but when Joey's gone, then what? We need some rivalry in the last couple of years here, kind of like Tiger Woods blowing everybody out of the water. Sergio Garcia. Yeah, thanks for coming. That wasn't even close. You had some people at the end there. The golf game was changing. We need some more competition for, for Joey. I hate to say it, but the worst thing about it was ESPN's trash feed that they had in the final five minutes of the competition. They had a like 40 minute lead up to the event with all these interviews that even show the women's competition. They just like highlighted it. I'm like, why are we watching interviews for 40 minutes when we could clearly watch the women's competition? This makes no sense. Dan, stop, stop, <laughs> stop. You watched the pregame show? <laughs> I did. The whole thing. The whole hour. Whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. <laughs> See, then, so, Dan, the problem is, like, you're, you're too niche for this discussion. <laughs> I, I think you're in, you're in too deep. You know what I mean? But the feed was trash. We literally, for the final five minutes, oh. we saw maybe 45 seconds of it including, or I should say not including the last 30 seconds. We didn't even see it. That was extremely, I was yelling at my TV. It was all of ESPN, the app, Twitter, no matter where you watched it, you had a problem and it went down. ESPN, after all this time, we went through a pandemic for crying out loud. You couldn't give us 10 clean minutes of this. That was frustrating. What did you think of the lemonade chug, Dan? Because now there's the Nathan Lemonade Chug Contest, which I think was put in place because they need something else because they already know what Joey Chestnut's going to do. That was the one of the pregame events. Yeah, I love it. The first ever <laughs> Lemonade Chug. And never heard of this before, never saw this before, but Eric Badlands Booker had been in the hot dog eating contest for years. The guy is physically enormous. He's probably well <laughs> over 400 pounds. He looks like the guy that would win it every year and he never does everybody cheers for him he's a really really cool dude he's written songs for the hot dog eating contest for espn for uh <laughs> major league eating he's written songs he's a rapper he's he's really really cool really good but they had him go up against the number two ranked chugger in the world and they well it's just two of them <laughs> who's doing this like i know of like who's the, the world golf rankings, rankings but who's ranking yeah. with the chuggers that's so there's just two of them up there chugging a, a gallon of lemonade and Eric Padlands Booker absolutely dis destroyed this young man. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely destroyed him. If you didn't, if you didn't watch it live, find the video it's on Twitter. It's on ESPN's Twitter. It's not very long because Padlands Booker, he deep takes burp breaks. He's like, screaming in the middle of these chugs and this kid's just like go 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 and he's just there and he knows he hasn't blown out of the water and he just demolishes this lemonade this huge gallon of lemonade like it was nothing so impressive i'm so Thank happy you, Dan. <laughs> happy fourth of july to you and your family yes what now here's a question for you boys <laughs> what would be the liquid of choice that you think you could chug the quickest besides water sweet tea sweet tea sweet tea okay chris what do you think 
because you got to stay away from carbonated stuff, right? There's a TikTok, Joey Chestnut's on TikTok, by the way, so are we, uh, <laughs> of him chugging a two liter gallon or two liter of Coke. And it's, it, he's got some Olivia Rodrigo on, Rodrigo on in the background. It's a nice little TikTok. The burp afterwards is something you've never seen before and you will never soon forget because he chugs it fairly quickly. So avoiding the carbonated items is a good idea. So what do you think in there, Chris? What could it be for you? I think mine would be lemonade. It's a good choice. Yeah. Right. As long as it's not too sweet, could do lemonade. Yeah. For me, I was, I'm actually going to take both of yours and combine them. Give me the Arnold Palmer. Give me some Marty Palmies, baby. That way you balance the sweet and then you have the tea. I think I could take down some Arnold Palmers pretty quickly. That would be it for me. Mm. Yeah. I could kill some sweet tea. I always, I always feel like when I drink sweet tea, I drink it too fast. That's the reason why I think that one would work. Man. Next time we're at a Popeye's, they have they sell gallons of sweet tea and lemonade. Crunch breakdown on live on we're gonna do a live and then we're having it up on TikTok chugging contest. Let's go. Get ready, boys. My bachelor party. Let's go. Get the sweet tea, get the lemonade. Oh, that's right. Dan well, can, can be the uh, Dan can be the PA guy who just puts the hat on oh, and narrates. I would love to be that guy. Yes. Um, but real quick, before we transition though, I just don't, I, I don't want us to get too far away from what I really think should be the action item coming out of this conversation. A groundswell of enthusiasm needs to happen from somewhere to get Kobayashi back in this competition. And I think we should start it. All right. Hashtag free Kobayashi. Free Kobayashi. Yes, that was, that was the thing going around. If you've seen the 30 for 30. Yeah. And it all started back on a very similar name, image, and like this type of thing where he wanted to get paid for individual sponsorships and major league eating wouldn't allow him to. And he was the guy and they said, no, a lot of other drama from there, like Chris said, but come on back. Let's go. Let's go. Kobayashi. We need you. Got to get him back. It's just not right. It's not right. How are we supposed to know if Joey's really the goat? You know, right, right. Next year. Come on. <laughs> all right. Well, boys, for the second week in a row, we have all these topics, but uh, we are running out of time. So <laughs> yeah. we are going to what we're listening to. But that's why we have the leftovers. We'll do these uh, very soon. All right. What we're listening to. I'll get it started. Um, Maisie Peters, Psycho. This song is a super catchy pop song talking about how. Um, you know how like dudes will do like something psycho and then call the girl psycho instead? That's what the whole song is about. So it's pretty amazing. <laughs> She's just saying, but I'm psycho. And it's a super catchy pop song. I think you're going to hear a lot of this song because it's just super catchy. And it just like it, it's very funny because you're just like, yeah, like every guy calls the girl psycho. But really, they're the one acting like an idiot. So it's pretty great. Check it out. Maisie Peter, psycho. Excellent. I'll hop in here next. Uh, first one for me is from Japanese Breakfast. The song is called Be Sweet. And I've been meaning to put this on the playlist the last couple of weeks, finally getting around to doing it. It's off, uh, off of her latest album called Jubilee. And Be Sweet is just, it's one of those songs where you hear it once and you hear it again and you just want to keep listening to it over and over again. Kind of has this like 80s pop feel to it. 
when it gets started. And then the, the chorus just kind of takes a little change of direction and turns into this kind of bright, super catchy, almost like summery jam type of song. So uh, I'm still in the middle of checking out the rest of that album. Been really happy with it so far, but be sweet from Jack Japanese breakfast uh, is really great. Put that on the playlist this week. I mean, maybe I'm not familiar with this band or artist, but are we just going to pretend like you didn't just recommend Japanese breakfast? And we're just not going <laughs> to, we're not going to say anything about that band name. Nobody. You might like yeah. Japanese breakfast, Chris. Well, the other thing is I've noticed a trend from Dan this year. You've had quite a few of uh, almost like eighties pop esque songs. That's fair. From time to yeah. time. And, and I, and I enjoy them. I enjoy all of them. Excellent. But, yeah, yeah. You should like this one. Um, and I mentioned a few weeks ago, settle your scores. Uh, it's funny. I mentioned them in this segment of the podcast and I said, they haven't released anything for like six years. And then they just came out with two awesome songs. So we're going to put them on the playlist, uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, one is called meant for misery. And num- the second song is called 1999. And they're both super, super catchy, fun, pop punk songs. 1999 in particular is a lot of fun. Look up the music video for it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's as nostalgic as it can get. Um, and I think I want to also add this one to our cookout playlist. Cause I feel like it's a perfect candidate for, a pop punk song at a cookout. So men for misery and 1999 from settle your scores. Beautiful. Yeah. Like that. All right. I got one that, uh, I'm shaky about it's called working by Tate McRae and Khalid. Here's the reason why I'm shaky about it. Tate McRae, uh, is this young pop singer. She's got the song called you broke me first that you probably heard. Um, but anyways, Working is her new single. It's got Khalid in it, and Khalid sucks on this song. Doesn't sound good on it. I understand why he's there, but like he kind of ruins the song in a way just because like he just doesn't sound good on it. So like check out Working, the first verse, skip Khalid's verse, and then listen to the rest of the song. <laughs> I just need a version without him on it, and this song's really good. So uh, Working, Tate McRae, unfortunately with Khalid. Dude, I'm glad you said that. I remember seeing their both of their names on that track, and I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be great. And I just, after listening to it, was like, what, what happened? Yeah, he just doesn't <laughs> sound. He just doesn't sound good on it. And then yeah. I was going through this thing. I was like, oh, maybe he lost it. And then like I heard a Khalid song, and I'm like, oh yeah, he just doesn't sound good on that song. Okay, just, I don't know. Just a bad day. Just a bad yeah. day at the office. With Khalid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up for me is speaking of collaborations, uh, Elenium. EDM artist teamed up with Matt Mason, um, kind of an alternative singer songwriter for a song called Heavenly Side. I am not the biggest fan of Matt Mason. My fiance is a huge fan. We disagree over him all the time. Um, but this collaboration is really good. It's great. It's not one that I envisioned happening. Um, Matt Mason, in his other work, you know, he's a lot of acoustic guitar. He almost has like a, a, a hint of a country vibe to it. Um, it's not country music, but there's just that hint by the tone and the timber or timbre of his voice that kind of makes it feel that way just a teeny bit. Uh, but this song, song really showcases his vocal ability in kind of a different style or setting and is I could really get behind. So it's off Illenium's album, which is going to be released, released next week 
um, later in July, but Heavenly Side, Elenium, and Matt Mason. All right. Um, my second song is uh, from a band called With Confidence. Uh, songs Big Cat Judgment Day. It just fits in with what I'm recommending from Settle Your Scores to put on the playlist. It's just super catchy, super fun pop punk. Um, and it's brand new. And as you guys know, the bands that I listen to don't always put out a lot of brand new music. So <laughs> we're going to take advantage of it while we can. Let's go with confidence. Yeah. Chris Gates is hot new track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, I gave you guys some homework. You guys listen to it? Yes. Throw it um, back. Breland and Keith Urban. And I'm not sure if I love or hate this song. <laughs> All I know is that I find myself singing it from time to time. So while I was walking through Vegas the other day, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send this to the boys, see what they think about it. Uh, but yeah, I, for some reason, it's, it's on my like playlist I have with like new songs on it. And I just, and every time I feel like one time I'm like, all right, I got to skip this. The next time I'm like, this is my jam. I don't know what to do with it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it you know, in that genre, that style. I mean, Keith Urban's part is whatever. Uh, Breland, I can get behind. We, you've mentioned him many, many times before. So I'll try listening to it again to see if I have a similar vibe to you where if it's a love-hate thing. But I'm, I'm at least lukewarm to it. I'm a lukewarm to it. I forgot to listen to it. Sorry. God damn it, Chris. Damn homework. you, Chris. <laughs> I was never good in school. I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, listen to it. I yeah. Know. Now it's on the playlist. No excuse. Yeah. Um, no excuse. Last one up for me is uh, Jaden, who spells his name J-X-D-N. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. And my name is Steel City Dan, and I love artists who don't spell their name correctly. So Jaden, J-X-D-N, and Machine Gun Kelly teaming up. A lot of collaboration and team ups going on this week, but teamed up for a song called Wanna Be. Uh, this is off Jaden's newest album that just came out called Tell Me About Tomorrow. It's more of that kind of newer, I don't want to call it new age pop punk, but it certainly has a little bit different style to it and, and, and sound to it. A lot of it coming vocally uh, more than anything. You still have the bass. Uh, building blocks of what pop punk is, but the vocal styles are a little bit different. And this is what people keep wanting. This is what Travis Barker is giving us. And this is what Machine Gun Kelly is giving us. And he's a feature on this song, but him and Jaden team up to give us a, a great one here. Um, other songs on this album kind of had that similar hip hop and pop punk kind of mashup vibe. In fact, there's a, another song on the album with uh, Ian Dior, who we've, mentioned on this playlist a number of times for that song is called tonight check that one out as well but wanna be with Jaden machine gun kelly nice well i'm gonna wrap it up with more pop punk here boys um real friends released two new songs recently the first time they've released anything since 2018 um and if you follow the band at all uh you know that they had a change in their front man. Dan Lampton is no longer part of the band. So these two songs, Nervous Wreck and Storyteller, are with their new lead singer. And um, it's always interesting when bands, you know, have a vocalist 
change because man, that can, that can, that can change things quite a bit. Like as much as I love blink and I still love blink, Matt Skiba and Tom DeLonge are two very different vocal styles. And like I do and always will forever miss Tom, what Tom brought to the vocals of their songs. Um, but this, I feel like was, uh, a good transition. I like these two songs. I like the direction of the band and, and somehow their sound is evolving. So I'll uh, we'll put both of those on the playlist this week as well. Uh, one of my favorite pop punk bands of kind of the new, new age genre uh, or the new, the new wave of pop punk um, that second wave that, that cropped up a few years ago. So toss that on. Yeah. Nice. Best wishes to Mark Hoppus. Speaking of Blink-182, wishing yeah. him uh all the best. Hope we can get back out there uh, soon. But Sounds of Brunch, boys. Yeah, every Friday, new Sounds of Brunch. Follow it on Spotify. We'll tweet that tweet that out every well. And the cookout playlist is going to be around for you guys all summer. Right now, it's pinned to the top of our Twitter profile. Like Chris mentioned, we're going to be adding to it as the summer goes along and have more cookouts, more parties, all the good stuff. So you can continue to check that out all summer as well. Nice. Well, boys, any final thoughts as we close out another beautiful brunch here? Free Kobe. Free Kobe. Free Kobe. How many, how long would it take the two of you to eat 76 hot dogs? Do you think? I had two hot dogs on July 3rd and woke up the next day feeling a little weird. So, Oh, uh, months, 76 hot dogs, 76 hot dogs, months set like three months wow so let's see what i don't know uh, so if you if it took you obviously in 10 hours it would be roughly 7.6 hot dogs per hour in 12 hours it's about six and a third hot dogs per hour no i'll do two a day and then give me two days in between to get back to baseline i could do like four a week so what's that get me to like four months <laughs> i did the hour breakdown i thought somebody would be able to do it a little bit quicker i think i could do it in 12 hours six and a third hot dog per hour no like if i'm getting paid for it i wouldn't do it for fun weird thing speaking of brunch court i saw i know we're trying to wrap this up and go i saw salmon hot dogs salmon and cheese hot dogs at the grocery store today almost picked them up I, 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 it's, it's so wrong. It's so wrong, but right enough for me to want to try on a future episode of the brunch breakdown. <laughs> I think that's it. That's We're it. out of here. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat salmon and cheese hot dogs. We're out. 